Today we have to talk about the sadness that is Donald Trump. Also, kids win a historic victory in Montana. What does it mean for the climate? And when we give up, adversity wins. And there's a lot of that going around. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. Happy Wednesday to you. So very glad you are joining me. If you're a patron, please join me this Sunday for a call. You'll be getting the Zoom link. Uh, also, this Friday, please join me in streaming my new single, Stronger Together, the remixes uh, done by Leo Frappier up in San Francisco. Great new remixes, great new cover art, and probably a great new video coming as well. This Friday, Stronger Together by Carell. Stream it everywhere that you get your music. All right. Well, now we've had a couple days to sit uh, with the fourth criminal indictment of a former president of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, this one in Georgia is going to probably be more problematic than all the others. They're using the RICO standards, racketeering, uh, which is what they use to get the mobsters. And out of 122 alleged crimes or offenses, they only have to agree on two uh, to convict. And she is pushing for mandatory jail time, which is five to 20 years, uh, depending on the crime. There is Donald, who was indicted, uh, and then 18 co-conspirators. He literally was the Oprah of indictments Monday night. And you get an indictment, and you get an indictment, and you get an indictment. Uh, because all of his friends and cohorts, Mark Meadows, that Sydney, whatever her name was, the attorney, Rudy Giuliani, who, by the way, uh, used to be a federal prosecutor and prosecuted people for RICO charges. He will be 80 when the trial starts, even if it takes two years to adjudicate everything out and he is convicted. He will likely then spend the rest of his life in jail in Georgia. Uh, Georgia cannot, they will not pardon Donald Trump. Uh, so that that hope that uh, Republican wins and pardons him uh, is not valid in Georgia. And so more than even the federal charges. Now, this makes seven lawsuits, charges, going against the man. There's the criminal investigation in New York. There is the one in uh, D.C. for the coup. There's the one in Florida for the classified documents. And now there's the one in Georgia. All in all, almost 150 counts of wrongdoing. Then there are three civil suits against him. Uh, there is the Stormy, da I'm sorry, I forgot the Stormy Daniels. The fourth is the Stormy Daniels hush money. That's a civil suit, I believe. Uh, and then there's the E. Jean Carroll case. And then there's the, uh, the third civil suit is, let's see, E. Jean Carroll. Oh, yeah, business fraud in New York. So there's four criminal and three civil cases against him. And I, for the life of me, you know, it, it, I want to rejoice you know, I, I want to, like when the indictments came out Monday night at almost midnight their time, I wanted to be, you know, feel happy and joy, like, yay, finally justice is coming to these people. But really, all I feel is sad for a bunch of reasons. First and foremost, it is so embarrassing as a country that not only is this happening to this man, that this this person occupied an office 
and committed so many crimes while in office on plain view to the world that now he's being prosecuted for them. That's sad, first of all. That's sad for the American people. Second of all, the fact that he still has supporters. Monday night at 12, well, it would be, uh, it'd be Tuesday morning at 12.15 Eastern Time on Truth Social, they printed or they, they put out a meme of his picture that says indicted again with a note that says I've been indicted for the fourth time. Please help me raise money. Let's make America great again. So within 15 minutes of criminal indictments for racketeering, he was fundraising. And what's sad about that is that people are giving him the money. My friend Steve is on True Social to antagonize people. And he's Edna Turnblatt on True Social, uh, which I love. Uh, and, you know, when he's not being suspended for saying things they don't like. Uh, and so he can read. You know, there are some people that were talking about going to support Trump, but they had to borrow money for gas. I mean, these people have nothing, and yet he's still grifting them, and they're still giving it. And what's even worse is that clear, level-headed people are worried about these 70 million people. They're worried about them activating, and is this the start of the new civil war? I am not concerned about that a bit, because guess what? They lost the last civil war, and they would lose this one. All we'd have to do is cut off their unemployment, Social Security, and disability payments. And believe me, they'd cry uncle within 30 days. Trump wouldn't help them. The GOP wouldn't be able to save them. And the GOP, the one thing I am happy about is it's committing suicide. When they nominate Donald Trump as their candidate, and they will, they are committing suicide. He will not win. Because it's not just these maggots and Republicans that vote for him. There are independents that voted for him as well. They're not going to vote for him again. And if Ohio and any other states are indications, Republicans are going to suffer great losses because they refuse to take a stand. Mike Pence is speaking out against this man. Chris Christie is speaking out against this man. But very few rank-and-file Republicans will even speak out against someone who is a criminal. I do not presume innocence on this show when you've been indicted four times. You're guilty of something. Four different prosecutors did not get this wrong. Okay? He is guilty of something. So he is a criminal. And we have a... a, a a, a time in this country where a criminal, an open criminal, is being supported by a large group of people and the only other of the two-party system. Now, if that isn't disheartening and saddening and infuriating, then I, I don't know what is. You know, it'd be one thing if Trump was going through this and the GOP backed away from him you know, didn't support him, where they threw their support behind Mike Pence or Chris Christie or whatever it might be, whoever it might be. But instead of throwing their support behind someone like a Mike Pence or a Chris Christie, who I disagree with on policy and I disagree with as a human, I think Mike Pence is gay, first of all. I really do. And I think he's gone through reparative therapy. I do. I, I have no proof of that. It's only an allegation, but I thought it from the beginning that he was gay 
and went through some sort of reparative therapy. So he's self-loathing. Chris Christie, I disagree with on policy. You know, I don't, I don't hate Chris Christie. I don't think he's a, you know, I wouldn't let him babysit my kid. But I don't think that, meaning Ember, uh, but I don't, you know, I disagree with him on policy. Personally, I could give a care about him. Policy-wise, I, I disagree with him. The other candidates running are, are inconsequential. So the GOP has candidates that they could put themselves behind that would insulate them from the horror of, Do of Donald Trump. But they refuse because they think he's got millions of, of people out there. Now, uh, yesterday, Tuesday, Lindsey Graham and others went out on the defense of Donald Trump, which again is sad. And Lindsey Graham felt that it should be decided at the ballot box. And he was quickly taken to task by people saying it was. It was decided at the ballot box. He got beat. And when he got beat, he refused to accept it and tried to overturn the election. That's why he's being prosecuted. It was decided. Lindsey thinks we should decide it at the next election. No, we decided in the last election that we're done with Donald Trump. And then that he's a criminal. And so I say to you, rejoice a little, be glad a little that justice seems to be finally happening. I believe there should be special counsels appointed for Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump. They made $642 million while he was in office, the Trump children, and then $2 billion deal with the Saudis right after he got out and stole classified documents. That should, more than Hunter Biden, that requires a special prosecutor. Will we get one for that? I don't know. But I would like to see all of these criminals, Josh Howley, senators and congresspeople who supported him. And, you know, here's a really valid question. Why does this guy get those three, three Supreme Court justices? If he's convicted, shouldn't most of his things be undone? When we come back, a big win in Montana for the environment and for kids. We'll talk about it. But don't be too happy about the Trump thing. It's really quite a sad thing. It's kind of sad, really. Pathetic. Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corel Cast app free at the App Store of your choice now. Before we get to Montana, I want to um, tell you what you can expect here with, these, with the Georgia case. Of the 18 named co-conspirators, um, including fake electors, which they're going after those fake electors and should, and that's, that's really what this whole thing is about. It's not just him trying to change the votes. And they literally tried to change a voting machine in rural Georgia. Okay, so they're, they're guilty. And, and she's, Fanny's got the proof, honey. She's fabulous. I love her. Uh, but outside of that, you know, uh, what can prob what's probably going to happen is some are going to plead. Some will plead guilty to try to get lesser sentences. Some may flip. And in fact, there may have been people who were going to be indicted but now aren't because they're providing evidence. Allegedly, they have someone from a meeting that was at the White House about all of this where they planned this conspiracy Someone in that meeting has flipped. 
And so don't expect 19 trials. What's going to happen is they'll group the defendants, okay? So they'll say, okay, you guys were the ones that went up to that, that uh, poll worker and tried to intimidate and tried to, you know, all this. So you're going to get tried together. You're the, you all tried to change the voting machine, so you're going to get tried together. You guys did the fake electors, so you're going to get tried together. Trump will probably be tried on his own. And the other 18 will be broken into groups. And not all are going to go to trial. Some will plead out. And some may turn on him. Because think about this. He has nothing to offer them. In federal indictments, he's telling these people, look, just stay the course, and when I'm president again, I'll pardon you. Or if another person from the GOP wins, they'll pardon you. He has nothing to offer in Georgia. He can't pardon anybody. He can't offer. And so, so people are going to be more apt to turn on him in the Georgia case because he has nothing to offer them. And someone said, oh, he'll probably throw them under the bus. I said, he already has. When everybody you have been doing business with gets indicted, you threw them under the bus. You made them part of a criminal enterprise. He is a mobster. So it's appropriate that he's being charged under the RICO statutes. It's, and when I say it's sad for our country, if you read other countries, I mean, A, they're just used to the indictments now, which is that sad in and of itself. But B, they're sad about people's reaction to it. They can't believe that the GOP and Americans are still sticking with Donald Trump. They can't believe that he still has a following. Now, look, they want to crucify Hunter Biden for what? Lying on taxes and lying on a gun form. That's it. And yet they want nothing to happen to Donald Trump and the co-conspirators who committed a coup in the United States. That's why there's no reasoning with these people. Don't even try to talk to them. Don't even, if you encounter someone that supports Trump, don't even engage them. There's no talking to them. They are in a cult. A full-blown cult. And he is the de facto cult leader. And that the cult is now called the GOP. That It is now a cult. By definition, they behave just like a cult. And so we have one political party that has turned into a cult. And it's not good. Now, you know Hillary is publicly saying that it's sad and, and that she's saddened by it. She has to feel some vindication. You know, she has to. She was right about every, but see, sometimes when you're right about every single thing, you don't want to gloat about it because being right means something really horrible. She was right. And so, and really horrible stuff has happened. Someone died on January 6th. You know, yeah, and, and more people should have, by the way. They should have started, the, anyone that entered the Capitol should have been shot, in my opinion. They were committing treason. And really, I would have sent armed guards up there and just start sh shooting anyone that was trying to get into the Capitol. I, they were trying to hang Mike Pence. They were trying to go get Nancy Pelosi. I would have shot them. I would have given the order. Shoot them. And that's how we, you know, this is part of how we have to handle these people. We can no longer engage them. I don't know why news channels are putting their, them on the TV. They're criminals. We don't normally put criminals on television to defend themselves. You know, so it's, it's really sad. And as we move forward with it, you know, they're trying to get all these out of the way by the election of next year. I don't know that it will happen, 
jury selection can take months in and of itself. So who can say? But they want to get them going, or at least some of them tried. I mean, his dance card is full when it comes to court dates. They start in October. There's October, November, there's January, February, March of next year. He, you know, <laughs> the man's going to be so busy going to court, he should just flee the country. He really, if I were advising Donald Trump, I would say find a country without extradition, Russia, uh, Cayman Islands or something, and get out. Because at this point, if he doesn't, he's going to jail. And his people can yell and scream about it, and they can protest, and they can riot, and they can risk their lives and their livelihoods for this man. And it's not going to change the fact that if these courts do their jobs, if the judges do their jobs, if the jurors do their jobs, he's going to jail. You know, Hitler didn't wait around for it. He killed himself. Trump should leave for Russia, probably Russia. He should leave for Russia. He, he has a tower there. He, he should leave for Russia. That would do us all a favor, wouldn't it? Well, you know, I maintain that a way to save the planet uh, is through the only language that corporations speak, just like criminal charges are the only language that the GOP and the mobsters that they are speak. Uh, the only language that corporations speak is litigation and lawsuits. And in Montana, a group of kids aged 5 to 22 sued because they said that this the state allowing fossil fuels to expand infringes on part of their constitution that says they have the right to health they have the right to basically life liberty and pursuit of happiness although in their constitution it's phrased a little bit differently it says health and well-being and so they sued to make sure that this new provision of law uh, in Montana that said oil companies could come in and really not have a lot of environmental studies done and all of this other stuff, that they said, no, that's, it's depriving us of health. And they directly tied climate to their health. They said the, they're causing climate change. Climate change is making us sick. And therefore, and we're young. And so as we age, it's going to make a planet that we can't live on that goes against our state's constitution. A judge in a landmark ruling saw it their way and said that fossil fuels were in fact affecting their health and the climate, and that breaches the constitution. It nullified a piece of legislation that the Montana legislators had voted on to allow the fossil fuels. It nullified and enjoined that so they can't do it. And now, of course, it's headed for the state supreme and then probably the U.S. Supreme Court. If the children prevail, it will be a template for how we, you and I and others, can sue oil companies and legislators for rules that directly affect our health. And, and we can tie that now to the health of the planet. You know, the founders put in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, life, if you break that down to its very basic, means food, water, air. That means climate. We need to start tying climate health to the Constitution. They did in Montana, and it worked. When we come back, 
When good people do nothing. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. Hey there, hi there, ho there. Happy Wednesday. Don't forget, Friday, you can stream Stronger Together, the new remix, everywhere you get music. Type in Carell, K-A-R-E-L, Stronger Together, uh, and a new remix will come up with new cover art. It's all new and refreshed and wonderful, thanks to Leo Frappier in San Francisco. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, and I can't wait for you to stream it. That's on Friday, so please do. Sunday, to my patrons, we're going to do a Zoom call. Last time we had about eight or ten people on it, which was great. So on Sunday, if you're not doing anything at 5.30 Pacific time, we're going to be doing a Zoom call. So please uh, say hi to me on that. I can't wait to see you all and all of your faces. My friend out in Ohio, a uh, former uh, doctor, chemist, you know, biologist sort of thing, uh, worked in a lab. Uh, I love him. He always has good things to say. We have a great guy in Los Angeles. Uh, he works in IT. Uh, he's always there, and that's fun. He's always got interesting things to say. We've got all kinds of people that pop in, some supporters of mine for years gone by, and, and you know, people that have been supporting me for decades uh, pop in and say hello and I always, always am grateful for that. Uh, so all that coming up. So, you know, Las Vegas is a mess right now. A, they're going out of their way to accommodate this Formula One race in November. Uh, and they're going to close the strip for a week. November, right at my birthday, November 6th through like the 14th, they're closing the strip so they can set up the bleachers and everything. They're charging businesses exorbitant amount of money to have viewing of this Formula. It's just a freaking Grand Prix. You know, in Long Beach, I've, I've been to like 35 of them. So it's, you know, it ain't that big of a deal. But they're making a huge deal out of it. That's got the city a mess. I, as a citizen, I'm not going to be paid any money. I should be for all the inconvenience, but they're not going to give us any cash. Second of all, um, our police are out of control. Last night, a friend of mine who works at Walgreens uh, on the corner of Rainbow and Robindale, uh, a woman came in at 8.30 in the evening and said she had been raped, assaulted at gunpoint, and then thrown out of the vehicle. She had obvious bruises and contusions. First, the Walgreens tried to throw her out. Then my friend said, no, no, let's, you know, that wouldn't look good if she went to the parking lot and died or something. So they call the police at 8.30 in the evening, whole report on the phone, say, please get someone out here. She's been raped. She's been held at gunpoint. You know, get someone out here. Nine o'clock, no one shows. They call back. Give the whole spiel again. No one shows. 9.30, they call back and say, look, she's not dying. She's not physically bleeding. There's no one pointing a gun at her now. So she is on tier two. So we have to respond to all the violent stuff first, and then we can respond to people like her. At 10 o'clock, they close the store and set her out front under a street lamp by herself where she said where she was going to wait for the cops who had still not shown up raped, held at gunpoint, beaten, taken in at the Walgreens, police called three times, and they never show. And so the Walgreens leaves her out front because they have to close the store. 
That's a failure in our police department. That's a huge failure. They should have been there with a rape kit. They should have been there to take a description of the armed assailant. But nope. And then the third thing that we're really failing at here is homelessness. And the other, y yesterday, uh, Tuesday, I got very upset about this transgendered person over at Desert Breeze who refuses to pick up her six bags of trash uh, and not wear see-through women's underwear and is just a mess, a mess that no one needs to see, okay? And seems cognizant enough to be able to, like, go down to homeless services or whatever. But instead, for three weeks now, been living under this tree. No end in sight. And I, for one, I just, I can't take that anymore. It's like the police keep preaching about what they can't do. Well, you have to be able to do something when someone hasn't moved from the park in three weeks. That is illegal. They can't be there overnight. I, I don't care that the park police doesn't have a graveyard shift. Regular police does. And so my friend Steve said, look, you can't keep getting worked up about these homeless. You know, it, it raises your blood pressure. You're yelling at the cops, you know. And I said, Steve, that's our problem in America. It's our problem with Donald Trump. It's our problem with the GOP. It's our problem with the Democrats. It's our problem with homelessness. You guys have no sense of ownership anymore. You don't really feel like the United States, like this land is your land. You don't feel that way anymore. You're not invested in the country. Now, I understand why. I do. But the effects of that are all around us. People just being invested in themselves and their own lives. When you go to any other country, Ireland, France, Portugal, they're invested in their country. They will, at the drop of a hat, go out and protest. They will, you know, they will call lawmakers. They will scream at them in public. They will do anything if, it, if they think they're saving their nation. We have no sense of ownership. When you see the homeless strewn in a park, you just throw your hands and give up. You don't consider that that's your park, that you're an American and that's your park. And yes, they're Americans and it's part their park too, but they're abusing their right. They're abusing their privilege. And since you don't feel like you own it, like you're invested in it, you don't get mad. You don't get angry. You don't do what needs to be done because you feel it's futile. And you figure, why? I'll just go to a different park. I'll just not, I'll move, I'll whatever. See, I'm invested. I have always felt that this country was mine, that America, the Constitution, the Declaration, every inch of it, every inch of America, I have a right to be in any state, anywhere, anytime, because it is my country. I am an American. And when I am there, I have certain inalienable rights. And it's mine, the land, the resources, it's all mine to share, to protect. We don't feel that anymore. No, hardly anybody does. And that's why we're here. Because if you did feel that way, like me, every day you'd be on the phone to park police, to county commissioners. Well, Corella doesn't do anything. It's just a waste of time. It's a waste of time because not everybody does it. And not everybody does it because they don't feel invested. We feel no ownership in our country. We certainly feel no ownership in our government. 
We feel no ownership in it. We don't feel like Congress is ours, like the Senate is our voice. The Congress is our voice. We don't feel represented, and we don't feel a sense of ownership. And until we do, for not just the United States, but also for the planet, then we're going to die. It is now at that phase. You don't feel any ownership in Antarctica. You don't live there. You haven't been there. You don't feel like it's partly yours. But it is. You're a resident of planet Earth. You don't feel any responsibility to the ice at the polar caps. You have to feel like you own it. It's your world. I am Carell. Be who you want to be so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Remember, you're invested in your city, in your state, in your country, in your world. It's yours and mine. Hey, like it's it. Carell. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Carell. That's patreon.com forward slash really Carell. My website is reallycorell.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Carell. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.